It's really good. It's really good. It's yeah. a brilliant. It's great beer. Time. I it love comes it. from China. 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 Where are these brood? Boston. 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 Chicago. 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 Oh, the better Boston. There you go. The brood and packaged Chicago, by the Goose Boston. Island. <laughs> 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 never heard that. Chicago. That's on their license plates. Chicago. The better Boston. The better Boston. All right. Well, we'll get into those in a second. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have to introduce our special guest don't, for tonight. Don't get that loud. <laughs> we have to. We have to introduce our special girl. <laughs> How, how bad does that sound? It's real bad. All right, sorry. My bad, my bad. Mm. Um, That's fine with me. Yeah, see? Thank you, thank you. Right side of history again. I was going to leave you two. Shut alone. up. Shut up and sit there and, and, and take this introduction. Answer me. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, with us today on the podcast, a returning guest, uh, a friend of the show, uh, a, 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 a close personal friend of mine. He was at my wedding, and I'm kidding. I didn't have a wedding. <laughs> he's he's he's. I don't I, I don't even know where to start with the with the resume. Stuntman, fight choreographer, yeah, fight coordinator, martial artist, sort of. Yes. Yeah, no. I guess. Soft not, drug. Yeah. I would say. So, I mean, not traditionally. No. We'll yeah. get into it. Mm-hmm. But it's an all around good guy. We're glad to have him back. It's Travis Gomez. Yay. Yay! Hi. <laughs> uh, tonight's beer, Obi, please introduce it for us so we can get this motherfucker going. We've got the Goose Island Beer Company IPA called the Dank Detector. Uh, there is no cold read for this, so my job is easy yet again. <laughs> 6.5% ABV, uh, a little bit classic, a little bit new. Right on. Mm-hmm. Simple and plain. Uh, let's just get this bitch going. This is the One Baron Podcast. My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, like, share, and subscribe wherever podcasts are listened to and sold. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a review on the uh, iTunes app or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. It'd be much appreciated. Thank you very much. <clears throat> now, on to the fucking episode. Uh, this shit is delicious. Really good. Yeah. I like it. Travis. Travis, what's up, dude? How you been, brother? Uh, you know, fortunate, I guess. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Can't. I can't. I can't complain. Yeah. You know. You want to kind of give the people a short resume of what's been what's what's been uh what you've worked on lately. Um. Yeah. I mean, as far as like what I can. It's been. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, See, I, I mean, told you it'd be better for you to have 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. This is great. <clears throat> We've updated so much since you were last. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, dude, the technology, all, all of the software is yeah. amazing. All right? right? Come on. Um, Found this at right. Goodwill. Let's see. Uh, update on like re- kind of like a recent events kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so okay. I guess to give people context, right? You were you've been on the show before, way back. So they can go back and listen to that episode, kind of get a little bit more, kind of flesh out the character that is Travis Gomez. But we've known each other for a while. You went off. You're doing your thing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, for those of you new to this podcast and maybe don't know who the hell I am, which is very, very likely, <laughs> uh, I'm a stuntman in the film industry. And I've been doing that since 2013. Yeah. So, just... Uh, it's kind of like the quick and easy background of it. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the last time I was here, what was I on? What was I, the, the last time, I remember the last time that you were on the show, you were talking about that that um, that um Kevin James Netflix oh movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wow, that's a long time ago then. Yeah, you were yeah. doing that, and you told us off mic uh, that you were working on Ant-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah. couldn't talk about that at, at the time. Right. And that, yeah, I think that was the last time. Yeah, that was the last yep. time you're on the show. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. So a lot has happened since then. <laughs> yeah, that was for True Memoirs of an International Assassin That's on right. Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I mean, a lot has happened for sure. Uh, I went overseas to work while I was like in that time, and um, I don't know where to pick up exactly from. But since then, I mean, they obviously had Ant Man and the Wasp, which mm-hmm. is uh, something I got to work on a little bit too, which was fun. Um, what else happened? Oh, big thing. I got to fight coordinate for an HBO series called Lovecraft Country. That's <coughs> coming out here June, I think it's June 16th. The the the, the second season? Or, or? The very first okay, season. Okay, okay. I thought yeah. we were talking earlier. I thought you, it had already been out already. But yeah, that, no, they just she posted the trailer, trailer. for Okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. But, yeah, so I got to fight coordinate that. That was my first like real official fight coordinating. You were like lead on it. Uh, yeah, like for so um probably for the first minus the first episode because that was that was already like done. Mm-hmm. The pilot episode was done before we came in. Yeah, and then I don't know. There was like four episodes, four or five episodes that I um was fight coordinator for. Mm-hmm. And then I left because I was gonna go work on. Well, I did go work on The Matrix for, like, two weeks before they kind of went on hiatus. Yeah. And then I came back, and obviously I left the show, so they had to get a a new fight coordinator. And then my buddy, Jeremy Samples, uh, fight coordinated. But I was was able to come in and help out, maybe just, like, filming some stuff or whatnot. But uh, it was was really cool, man. I got to (laughs) run set a little bit, which is, like, pretty surreal feeling when we're working with second unit Mm -hmm. with uh, George Aguilar and our sun coordinator, Stephen Pope. Yeah. And our assistant sound coordinator Eric Salas, um, just having us run the run the set. I mean, because second unit doing some action and whatnot, and mm-hmm. Stephen and George, you know, being cool and trusting enough to just be like, all right, Trav, like you, you got this one or whatever. I mean, George is obviously there as direct directing, but like mm-hmm. Steve, you know, was able to be like, no man, you got it, go ahead, run it. You yeah. Know? And, and even with first unit, it was cool having first unit come in and just being in that position for the first time, like really and all the nervousness that came along with it obviously yeah. and the tension and the mm. pressure I put on myself and what I feel like my peers are putting on me mm. um, just because we all want to do a good job right mm. so it, it was just really cool being in that position and realizing 
how much of what I've been doing with like my team and just in the industry and you know on my own time mm. kind of gets you ready for that moment you don't even realize it you know? yeah, yeah. I was like, oh okay cool it's just telling people what you know and how to do it like in yeah. your opinion like, let, let me ask you this uh and we'll get back to the credits in a second every time i bring up how much you know about martial arts you're very humble about it right but tell me like what have you what are, what are the martial arts credits is it is it do the does the humility come from the fact that like a lot of it is you just being there learning from other stuntmen mm. and kind of applying what you learn in those instances as opposed to having like um I don't have any traditional back right okay anything. right so that's why and I do have friends that are through and through like a traditional martial artist in the and when I say traditional to me that means like you kind of grew up doing it or you and, and you stuck with it and you've gone through that process right yeah. like you studied a very specific art whether it's taekwondo or karate or whatever and you've been through that whole curriculum or at least to some degree right like that's your thing mm. whereas like i did taekwondo for about two years like under a curriculum but i never attained my black belt mm. now that doesn't mean anything because there's in in, a, in some degree i don't mean it don't mean anything mm-hmm. but you know like just because I don't have a black belt doesn't mean that I don't have, you know, proficient set, like, you know, skill set or anything like that. I'm not yeah. proficient with it. But. So it's like, um, like somebody who's like a Chrissy Teigen is a, a cook, not a chef, but she's really proficient, right? Or sure. I get a better example, binging with Babish. He can, he, whenever somebody calls him chef, he's like, I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. Don't call me that. I haven't earned that title. I respect the people who have earned that title, and 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 it would be a disrespect to them to call walk around calling that. myself a chef when right, I haven't, right, right. you know. Not to say that you haven't earned the accolades well. that you've earned, but is it kind of in the same vein of like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, yeah, exa- it's that's a very a very good way of like explaining that. It's just I don't feel like the guys that have done that, like those are martial artists. I'm yeah. a person who knows some martial arts. Yeah, you know. So if anything, you can almost say like I'm a. Nowadays, it seems like mixed martial arts would be more of a, I guess, yeah. term to work because I have a Taekwondo <laughs> base. That was what I did spend some time doing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just learning with my peers and my like my team, right? So, like, all of the boxing stuff that I learned was, you know, just training boxing and watching boxing growing up. I didn't go get, you know, I didn't go to a boxing school per se yeah. or anything. And just along the lines of that, when it comes to Kung Fu or Muay Thai or wrestling, Excuse me, or samba, or jujitsu, or all of it. Yeah, I dabble and I, you know, pick up what I can from videos or from friends or whatever, just practicing and kind of whatever is needed for the fight choreo. You know. Yeah. I do my best because I don't want to just throw it and not look good doing it. Right. Mm. I think that's the purest form of mixed martial arts, yeah. especially now. Uh, uh, to to now that we have access to all of these things and and you be in the position that you're in to have, you know, even more access to those things, people who know what they're doing. Like, yeah, it's the purest form of of mixed martial arts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm Just, sure there's some pressure to uh, have some sort of authenticity, too. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't I can't say I've ever felt that, you know, mm. um, as far as like have need the need to have authenticity. But maybe on a like self-conscious level, mm. I think that could be a thing for sure that some other myself at times and some others probably can feel you know yeah mm. i think uh any layman who's coming into it and you and you say 
I'm I'm a stuntman, fight choreographer. Most people are not gonna like um, argue with that, argue mm-hmm. with those credentials. But people who are, I guess, in the know would be like, all right. But like, how much how much have you choreographed? Like how yeah. how many fight scenes? Like yada yada yada. Yeah, try to run it down, but yeah, and that know? and that's kind of like you know, <clears throat> it's like anything, right? Like right now, I have like one of like to me one official fight coordinating credit. Yeah. But now it's like okay, the next one and the next one, and obviously the more you tack on, you have that resume, and people look at it and they're like, okay, because right now if I go to get a job and I'm like, hey, yeah, I've, you know, I, I'm one of fight coordinator or whatever it is like, okay they're gonna look at my list and be like credential wise it's like all right you'll see you've only done like one thing here right yeah. now, granted thankfully hbo it's like a good series and it's a, something a little like it wasn't like a b-roll small thing right mm-hmm. so that's that's good but then it's just gonna be quality and then but kind of in the same realm of just being a stuntman you kind of just make a reel and then i'll make a fight coordinating reel and like our stunt reel sometimes some of the footage is just us training you know throwing ourselves off a roof because we at starting off we don't have that yeah so what I, my reel if i started one right now would be stuff from lovecraft country from the <coughs> show once it's released and then maybe like the previs from that show mm-hmm. so it's like that kind of maybe like a comparison of the two mm-hmm. and then just fights that i've done with like my friends and that's stuff. so funny to or think if i like... have footage that like i choreograph something from a different show and yeah mm-hmm. you know like if whether it's a small piece or something that... like you just run off the balcony and one of us films and he's like, yeah, throw that on the reel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. You make a lot of guys, especially when you look at old school, old school guys, man. You you check out their demo reels and it's that. Yeah. Like, they just, they're on the roof and then it's chip off the roof, fall down on the, like, yeah. the lawn in front. Like, okay, got it. What's, yeah. the, what, what's the process of like, how do you even get job to job? There has to be, I guess, some, some form of word of mouth, but if you're mm. going in I cold. Yeah. You know, you, you bring in the you bring in the reel, and that's pretty. You're just like, look, this is what I'm capable of. Yeah. So, like, starting off, it's rough, and um, some people have. Everyone has their own way of doing things, and some have it a little like you'd say easier than others or not. But mm-hmm. the gist of it really was, and it's it, it's always changing. Like right now, it's kind of not as prolific, I think. But uh, you make a reel. Ideally, you make like a reel. You don't want to be too long, maybe like a minute tops, minute and a half. Um, you try to find the set, wherever that may be. Yeah. You have a if you if you have a buddy that is a stunt person already, then they can like maybe message you like, "Hey, here's where we are today." Ah. Then you got to get to the set. Yeah. You know, find parking, and hopefully, like the security is just chilling, no, no craziness. Get to the like base camp and try to find the stunt coordinator and yeah. sometimes a PA comes up to you like hey how can I help you and then it's like all these different ways of doing things but you kind of don't want to say yeah I'm looking for the stunt coordinator especially if he's not expecting you because mm. they'll just get on their radio and be like hey I got someone over here looking for someone <laughs> and he's on set probably doing right. something and then he's like who like, who the right. fuck is this mm-hmm. if he does come he's gonna be like why'd you pull him away from set <laughs> yeah or not sometimes sometimes they're like super cool but <laughs> But yeah, um, Daddy's home. That's it, though. I mean, you get there, and if you, when, however you do it, you you meet the the coordinator, and you just kind of be like, hey, so and so, this is I just want a few minutes of your time, headshot resume. Here's like my demo reel, and you have it on your phone or something because now we have that capability. Yeah. It's like, and you kind of showcase it. Hopefully, there's it's good, and he gives you some feedback, and 
that's kind of it. And that's you either get a call, maybe that wild. same day he's like, well, you got your stuff? Yeah. All right, cool. We need someone over here. That or, is wild to yeah. me, man. You know, and then as that continues to happen, like you get that job, you do a good job. If you, you know, and he likes you, he'll remember you maybe and maybe not, but mm. better chance if you do a good job, right? Yeah. Right. And then if it's a TV show, maybe they got another episode. He'll remember you. But hey, yeah. call that kid back. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been watching uh, the Corridor Crew on YouTube? Oh, Travis, you'll love this shit. Yeah, you'll love for this sure. shit. It, it's mm-hmm. it's these guys. This is special effects company. <laughs> it's a special effects company, and what they do is um, they do a series of good and bad special effects. And they'll they'll base they judge Hollywood movies like be, good and bad. They they go through you know and, and tell you exactly why it's really awesome or it fucking sucks. You know time constraints, money constraints, blah blah blah. They tell you exactly why. Mm. Every couple of episodes they have a stunt That's guy it. on there, okay, mm-hmm. and he explains in detail what he's done, how he does it, the industry and everything. It's, fascinating mm-hmm. fucking fascinating that's cool so okay, yeah i'll check that out yeah you definitely because the reason i bring it up more so than the obvious reason is there's the guy one of the guys on there um the martial artist the black guy the mm-hmm. guy who was in captain america yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, i forgot his name i'll look it up later he reminds me of you a lot like in the way that he like talks and like how he this guy who was uh, Black Panther, right? Yes, yes, yes. He was the stunt double for uh, for for Chadwick Boseman in uh in, in uh, Black Panther Civil War, right? Well, yeah, no, no, no. He Aaron was Tony? he did uh he did he was Black Panther in the uh, the the um OG movie, okay. Black Panther. Maybe he did Civil I think War he too. Civil War too, probably. Yeah. Either way, the guy reminds me of you a lot. I I, when was... I watched it, I was thinking about him mm-hmm. the whole time. But yeah, I, I, you'll you'll like that shit. Pretty sure. I don't want to be wrong. I should know this, but we'll let him. We'll let him. Yeah, he's just doing research. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point, though. Like, I never thought about how hard it would be to give somebody your reel before yeah. YouTube and Vimeo and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, you hand somebody like a VHS tape. Would like, you just like show yeah, up on right? set and then just like run through a fake brick wall? Like, look, <laughs> look how convincing I could make this. You know? Just fall off stuff. Yeah. Just like get their attention, like, hey, you just fucking jump off or something. Start a fake fight with your friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll show. I'll show. I'll show. Yeah. I'll show. I'll show you the fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. I know. But yeah. um. <laughs> okay, so kind of run through a little bit, like what what you've done recently, because you've obviously so one of the, the you know the big thing. But there's I, I you know I want to hear about shit that we don't know about. Well, the big thing, and I gotta mention it was that I've recently did was um when I said I went overseas to film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on I was working on Jungle Cruise when I was asked to go work on what is now called Extraction mm-hmm. yeah. ne- on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, incredible fucking movie with uh Chris Hemsworth. It's just one of those fucking throwback to 90s balls just, to the wall. Yeah. Why dude goes to a foreign country and <laughs> fuck shit up? That's that's it's that's the movie. It's a good time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um it was a phenomenal time like working on it, but uh that was I mean that was huge. I was mm-hmm. asked to go work on that and it was 2 months in India and uh 2 months in Thailand and a month in LA pr- prior to all that just doing some prep work. Yeah. But 
I mean, I, it was crazy going over there and experiencing just being in the, overseas in a different country, filming a Netflix film. Yeah. And then the, like, the reception, I guess, for mm-hmm. Chris was just amazing. Like, yeah. Th- it was crazy, crazy. And he was... He was he handled it like a, like a champ like genuinely he's a super cool cool dude yeah. like super hard working and stuff but even when the, in that environment with just being like literally like swarmed with just fans and stuff like he he was like just the trooper with it all like after twelve like twelve hour days wow. of doing as you see like just action and action and mm. action and action yeah tell me how you feel when a movie like that comes out because I mean you 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 we've kind of run down some of the other movies that you've done and they've all been pretty successful films, but this one in particular, because of the action sequences, because it's not like it's this super brainy movie. It's a, it's a good movie. I loved mm-hmm. it. I fucking loved it. But the, the selling point is the action sequences. He fucking kicks so much ass. And to be on the team, that's a part of that. And the reason the selling point of that movie is how awesome those fucking fight sequences are. I mean, how's that feel at on the other side of it going like, yeah, we fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's that feeling is it's awesome. My hats off to like the entire team, especially our leader, Mike Lair. Um but it, it was it was ridiculous, man. Like yeah. I mean, dude, not only that, but we know true like we went through, you know, fa- uh version one mm. version two version three version mm-hmm. four version 12 you know like of each area of in that movie when it comes to like fighting you know mm-hmm. as a, did these like i'm sure the driving team too when they were designing all that i'm sure they were like what about this way no this and this and that lab maybe we do this you know but one it helps when you got a director who knows action has done the action yeah and two like also at least we like we have a very good direction with everything because mm. I mean, we were fortunate to know, like, the locations and what the flow of it was and whatnot. In the beginning, you know, we everybody was still figuring it all out. But once the gears, like, once we all started clicking as, as a team, man, it was probably one of the best, like, top three best experiences I've had in this industry mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah. Like, the community, as on that film that we had, is what, like, I hope continues on, like, with more and more films mm-hmm. because... yeah. You know, and it's different because we're overseas and it's all new for some of us, and it's just like a different vibe that in and of itself. But still, like even working locally, like it should still feel like, hey, we're having fun, we're making this movie, mm-hmm. and holy shit, it's crazy. But let's come on, let's let's stick together, and afterwards, everyone's cool and shit. Yeah. Right, right. You kind of kind of throw that. Uh, you working on Jungle Cruise before? Yeah. I don't, do you know about Jungle Cruise? A little bit, yeah. They're just it, they're just Disney's just like let's make a movie about every fucking ride that we got. <laughs> they work and, for pirates, man. And, and they're hoping that dude Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, of course. So two huge names. Um, what is is there a difference between like a big budget Disney movie like that and the Netflix level? Um, do you feel a difference? Are the crafts different? Is there more expensive cheeses? How's the food? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you kind of feel it's maybe in just like size of certain certain things, mm. like a movie, like a high end movie, like production wise, like even just like a Black Panther per se or mm. something. But 
you'll notice it maybe in like set design where you got a lot of sets built and stuff, right? Like a lot or like and a lot of props and you look around at a lot of costuming, like like custom very high like high gear stuff that you get with like one of those three hundred thousand or three hundred million three hundred million dollar God damn uh, what know, a fucking thing turning a profit dude. Yeah. <laughs> they only need like twenty people to show up. Yeah, but but honestly like the budget I feel like whatever it was with uh uh extraction like being a Netflix film, um looking at the end result, I think that whatever that budget was was enough to definitely make it still mm-hmm. look very high quality. For sure. I mean with using so much like VFX to help us in that one or first off, like just with like the the swipes that you know, digital mm-hmm. swipes and everything like that, which we're done pretty fucking good, you know. Yeah. And um having I don't know if you guys knew this, but in the one or when we were we had we were in India shooting that, we couldn't have any um what do you call it? Any firearms. Mm. Oh so, really? Yeah, so we couldn't bring over like what like <clears throat> firearms and use like blanks. Mm-hmm. They also couldn't use we couldn't use like um airsoft guns or anything either. Hmm. Really? Yeah, couldn't get those shipped in. So we were able to work it out so we can get rubber replicas. Mm-hmm. Is that wait, is that a common No, that was specifically block? like in India. Oh okay. Yeah, like okay. no weapons allowed. And we had to use rubber weapons for the entire thing. Yeah. Wow. So I mean you're watching that sequence and as you can see there's a lot of people getting shot. Yeah. And it's all about timing. Well on the on the, the bridge sequence? Uh no, like the the beginning of the one so Saju chases him out of the woods. Okay. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay yeah yeah, sequence, yeah 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 yeah. All of that is a one and it's all happens in India, and in that whole sequence. Wait, that's a legit one shot. Uh, stitched. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's like twenty seven different locations or something. Okay. Like that. Oh, okay okay okay. Uh, but on that one it's all rubber weapons. Yeah. And, I mean, you could see where like there was a point where I I pop around a corner and. Chris Docs or something, and then I come right back, and then he shoots at me. But yeah. I have to like be able to see him and kind of gauge just that like wrist flick kind of uh, thing because yeah. he also can't go you know bam bam because then it's, we <laughs> right, see it right, you know and right. it's funny because like it's bam, so bam. common like when we were right. we would rehearse it like mm-hmm. he would always be like guy guy or whatever it might be yeah. and we 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 were all doing it you know and Sam the director would be like all right guys like good stuff but like Chris can't make those bang sounds so, like <laughs> let's just nip it in the butt now you know? right right That's right awesome. and he's like maybe I just close my mouth like Chris is like <laughs> just you know Cole be like. <laughs> and stuff but so we had to like time that out and then vfx is to go in and add muzzle flash and not only that but an act um, 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 slide action right yeah you know bullet casings mm-hmm. all of that god damn in that entire sequence so I Ooh, mean, dog. sometimes you you get these smaller budget films and it's done really well if they know how to use the money right mm-hmm. yeah but other times you get like smaller budgets and you can you see it in the end product really right yeah you know maybe sometimes like stunt wise like not a lot of wire work because you can't really like afford all that rigging so mm-hmm. it's like i'm a little more natural stuff and yeah like effects too that's where you're like you'll see the cut on our end you'll be like all right can't really go like big explosions so everything's just kind of more dialed back mm-hmm. and they probably use whatever they can in like cg but yeah i mean they i mean one of the speaking of corridor they did a they did one on black panther because they had the um the stunt guy in and they were talking about the fact that like the the end fight sequence between Chadwick Boseman and and Michael B Jordan, um, where they're fighting in that <clears throat> that that huge 
uh, like cavern. Yeah, where 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 it's using like the magnets yeah, to power yeah, the train yeah. or whatever. And they were they were going into detail about like the little things that are just a little off about it. And this movie's budget is two hundred million, sure. three hundred fifty million dollars, and yet there's those little things, you know. And then when you talk about everything that you guys had to kind of work around to make mm-hmm. it look legit and obviously it helps that the environment is this like gorilla environment but it i i couldn't i mean on first viewing there's nothing that pops out where you're like Ugh, that doesn't look yeah, good you know i what never I'm saying? Like, guessed that no yeah exactly yeah. so it's just it's just amazing it's like what you said i mean it, it depends like a lot of it depends on you know who's at the helm and how much they're going to put into it versus mm-hmm. i mean you could you could have a five hundred million dollar budget, and still Make really put dog movie. shit. I, yeah, I think that just goes to the, the the point of limitations often lead to better results. Yeah, you know, like you have to figure things out. Yeah, uh, I think there's a temptation when there's a larger budget, not as an insider, but to to try <laughs> no, no, to no, tell, go tell over, us what you know. Tell us what you know. I, as an industry insider, <laughs> uh, to to try to go overboard sometimes and oh, maybe yeah. like overshoot a little bit and then not quite get there but you know when you know your limitations <clears throat> i think a lot of good stuff can come out of that and really in anything yeah so and it does work too like like because it was such a gritty grungy kind of vibe of that movie like it kind of helps too with just yeah. everything mm-hmm. just you kind of get away with somebody. it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's it definitely has its way of, of helping us for sure yeah. Yeah. so that's that's you'd say those two are probably the biggest projects so far. Well, yeah, just because I mean, extraction took up like five months. Yeah, you know, and then outside of that, I just traveled. What was it originally called? You said that it Dhaka. Dhaka. Uh, yeah, it was called Dhaka originally, which what is, is that? the capital of Bangladesh. Oh, um, yeah, they were like, people aren't gonna get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I thought there was a fire name. Um, yeah. No, I plus, I agree. I think like it is a fire st- name. Our, st- our st- like stun shirt say Daka now. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking like we got to make a new one that's like it's crossed out. Cuz yeah. I think it I think it had another name before it officially was extraction. I think it was Daka and then they put another like like a placeholder name on it. Mm. Yeah. And so we were like talking about putting all three names and just putting like lines across the first two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, man, went to Singapore, went to uh, Japan, I uh, hung up some more in Thailand, and then I went over to China for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I that's think. awesome. That's yeah. really. Oh, I awesome. took my mom to Japan last year. Beautiful, yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. It's awesome. awesome. That's good that you have the opportunity to do that for her. Yeah, yeah, she was all excited. At first, it's so funny, man. She's like, she was reluctant to kind of like uh, let me pay for certain things. Still, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, mom, just stop. How long is that flight? 18 hours how'd she deal with that well because i was like i'm it's my mom's like first flight like that you know mm-hmm. really i think she went to greece but okay <clears throat> that was like she went to greece but it was um i think she went economy which mm-hmm. is fine mm-hmm. but i was like i could get my mom first class yeah like business or something and this is a long ass flight like yeah sure we so go get like, her some leg room yeah right. so i was like mom <laughs> we're, we're going there first class like at least going there we're going we're definitely going first class mm-hmm. like I already knew we were going first class on like, the way back, too. But she's like, no, I, why? No, it's so much money. Mom. I'm like, Mom, don't worry about it. I got it. Like, yeah. It's like, 
da 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 da. So we get on the plane. She's like, you know, Travis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now it's. She's like, well, uh, I didn't know. You know, like, that's you awesome. You mean this thing turns into a pet? I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and she said, like, and the drinks are free. I said, yes. Yeah. Amazing. Like, I mean, free and to an extent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. Feel like we paid for them already. Mm-hmm. Why Japan? Exactly. She always wanted to see Japan. Um, no, she just. Um, I said we were gonna go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that I also enjoyed going to Japan. Mm-hmm. And for I don't know, I just like I did want to go to Japan myself. Yeah. And it was just well, I'm gonna bring my mom, she, and she's like, I don't care either way. Like I've never been to either one of them. Wherever you want to go. Right. Yeah. And I thought that Japan was just gonna be a little more like. Um, there's a lot of history there, you know, mm-hmm. and just like very different vibes and different areas and whatnot. Um, so I just thought that she would like, I guess, appreciate that one a little more. Yeah. So and she did. She loved it. I mean, she got to like see a little bit of the culture, and mm-hmm. it was just, like a huge culture shock to her and stuff. You sure. Know? Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's why Japan. I don't know. I just wanted to go back. I love Japan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Japan, Singapore. Uh, where else? Where China. Else are we talking China. China. Yeah. China. That was cool. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere else? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. No. No. That's no. enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you've done enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can you can rest for a little bit. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I did well. I did work on Star Girl, which actually just released. I think on. Hmm. Whatever DC Network it was, CW maybe. I didn't even know they made a show dedicated mm-hmm. to Stargirl. Oh yeah, um, and it's got I think it was like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomato or something. Really? Like, wow. something you know what's high. funny? You bring that up. Their shows, like, are critically acclaimed. Like, like no one's DC, watching them, which DC sucks DC because service, they're right? crushing it. Yeah, now they're taking it is their DC streaming service. Um, the, like the, CW or something. the 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 okay, Swamp yeah. Thing show. Yeah. Got really that show too, was yeah. crushing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like everything that they've done on there so far has been like like people are like. They're doing good shit on here. Yeah, and not to you know that that um Harley Quinn cartoon that I've, I've mm. heard is actually pretty good. I mean, yep. I don't know. Um, and not to hype up you know my team or anything, but to hype up my team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walter was a, a stunt coordinator. I'm, and, all right, uh, I was gonna ask you about that. And, Very cool. Um, I think he was. I'm pretty sure. I have to like, double check, but pretty mm-hmm. sure he was able to second unit direct on some of the episodes as well. Very cool. Um, Very but cool. But the action. Honestly, man, they came up with some really, really cool, creative stuff. I mean, sticky stuff you've never seen. I don't even want that guy. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Um, it's honestly, though, like some really fucking cool shit that they yeah, came nice. up with, man. And I, I think it was captured really well. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're still working with, with, with everybody from, yeah, yeah. from here, right? Yeah, we're still a team and everything. You That's know? awesome. Yeah, mean, that's great. We're all kind of a busy individually a lot more yeah mm-hmm. but still really that's a great thing yeah i mean yeah. F- like from back then to now still even if you guys do one project a year that's still fucking yeah, that's man. incredible yeah and it's cool like we were all on star grill you know that was fun and stuff yeah. like that and then... <clears throat> oh 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 uh uh kind of kind of give some context to to, to the team that you kind of started out with the fact that like that's oh, yeah. important that like, you guys are still working together. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you know, it's my team. Um, we're all f- we're all here. We're all from here, from Florida. We're Florida boys. And um, I don't know, man. We started so long ago. It was like before 2010 for sure. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was like it's um Walter Garcia and Isaac Hughes, Mike Chamorsky, 
Michael Jamorski and Eric Salas and Ryan Robertson. <coughs> I mean, um, we all just we've been in it together since the beginning, and it's been pretty awesome. I think Eric like technically had started already as a stunt performer, yeah, and whatnot. But you know, outside of that, I mean, really, we all like started together in this. Back in two, like when I got tapped in 2013, and then Isaac got tapped, I believe, in 2014. Mm. And Jamorski was already tapped, so he was actually in it as well a little before mm. me, maybe like a year or two. Yeah, but you gotta love that. Yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 crazy. And then like like Isaac, I've known him since fifth grade. Mm. So th- the on. fact that not only are we still friends you know for what is it what like 20 years at least yeah yeah um but we're also working together in the same industry and we've worked on you know films together and whatnot and yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy that's That's amazing yeah just to my opinion i feel like i work with like honestly like top quality some of top like in the business in my opinion like mm. with these guys they're savages yeah and to be a part of that man it's and to, to for us all to have attained this level really you know to really yeah. together like grow and from where yeah. we started man because i mean it shit blows my mind when i think about it like, i didn't have that idea of being a stuntman and mm-hmm. then i'm a stuntman and i'm like oh okay here we are and like just being so fortunate that everything's working out the way it is and yeah being able to work like pretty con- like, consecutively and whatnot it's Cause it's not easy, and I know a lot of people have it a lot harder than me, and mm-hmm. easier some of them. But yeah, it's just crazy, man. It's a dope the. I mean, I I I think about like you know, watching the short films that you guys did mm-hmm. way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's how we feel about our episodes. Seriously, we go back and listen to those old episodes, I, like I Marcos. <laughs> but no, I mean, watching the like remembering that, and to think that like you know, you guys are still going strong still working together working on these big budget films like yeah that's that's a testament man to Mm -hmm. to just putting your fucking putting your head down and just doing the work yep and just continuing to grind and it doesn't work out for some people but some sometimes it just fucking does and you guys are lucky and blessed and talented enough that it it did work out and that's awesome yeah man it is you know it's funny you said that like putting your head down and just doing the work Mm mm-hmm it wasn't until we were actually working that it started like feeling like we put in work. Right. Like, I don't know. Like I guess like what I'm trying to say is up until the point like like year three into the industry, mm-hmm. I never really thought about like that I had put in the work. Like I was just like, well, I just train with my, my boys. Like we just train and right. we just make movies on the side because it's fun. And yeah. oh look, we're doing it for real. But it okay, yeah. So we'll just keep training, whatever. And then like year three, excuse me. But like year three, I was like, man, you know, I got to train. I got to continue to make it get better. And then I was like, oh, yeah, like this is a job, right? Yeah, like I'm training. Yeah, I'm like right. getting better and stuff because I was just you don't realize like I guess I didn't at times realize like how much I enjoyed it. Right. Like I'm so into it. And it was just like, yeah, we're training, we're training, we're training. And so what what changed? Do um, you think? Well, when you're working. You also don't get to train as often, which is like kind of the thing is you got to like try to find time within like your day. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of realize like when you are training, you're like, ah, oh, man, I have to train because like I got, you know, I got to keep up with it or get my skill set back or whatever it is. 
and then it becomes like I'm doing this for my job, you know. And then it's like that obligation of like, oh, I have to do this for my job. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, just the mindset of that sometimes changes, and it's a conversation I've had with some people. Like even just learning new skills, um, you get caught up. At least myself, I can speak for myself, but I feel like some people have that same thought. But you get caught up in the idea of like, I have to do this for my job. I have to do this for my job. Mm-hmm. And as much as you like doing things for your job. Sometimes, like, learning new shit is just frustrating, right? So mm. then it becomes stressful, and then you associate that with work, and mm-hmm. you're just like, ah. Oh. And we also live in a time where everything's, like, super fast. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where I think, like, that traditional martial arts background steps in. Because you're used to that, like, hard work and pushing it. Like, I want to say I'm, like, not a hard worker, but just having the drive to, like, understand that things are going to take time. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, under, it's an understood discipline in your mindset. Yeah. Whereas... Having that thing to fall back on, that right. like you're, it, it switches on in your brain. Right. And for me, you know, sometimes like I have to, sometimes I got to like, you know, come on, Trey, like you got to just commit the time. It's either start doing it now or it's just going to not going to happen regardless. Right. Yeah. So just having those internal battles of it and stuff, it makes it difficult. Like that's when you start thinking about training as training. But thankfully I have like awesome friends and other people in this industry and I talk to them and they're like, yo, like. I get that you get jaded, man, but you just got to do whatever it is you want to do, like that you enjoy doing. Just do it, and if it if it benefits you in work, awesome. But don't think about doing things just for work all the time. Just, right. Like if you want to do jujitsu because you think jujitsu is dope, then do mm-hmm. jujitsu because it's dope. Don't think about it because of work in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you want to go shoot bow and arrow because you like doing that, like, yeah. then go do it. Don't think, oh, that's not gonna help me work. It's like <clears throat> who knows? You might get called me like right. the next Legolas. You know. Speaking of jujitsu. How much jiu-jitsu are you doing? Oh, I don't practice jiu-jitsu regularly at all. But no? No, nah, like, I watch well, videos all right, and stuff. We're done. I know it was good to talk to <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You know, I mean, I'll choke you out right now, but. I don't know. We can roll. We I, can got roll. A lot of, I got a lot of mass. That's a okay. A lot of mass. That's okay. That's what some people call it. I got a lot of stamina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way more stamina than yeah, I got. Yeah, so. I have. I have, I have about a. Together, you second burner, dude. <laughs> together, you guys are unstoppable. I, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. come together like Voltron. Yeah. We'll choke somebody out. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I know like some pretty good basic ground game stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I would not say. Again, I'm not a <laughs> practitioner <laughs> of jujitsu like that. Yeah, my buddy Eric Mayday is a black belt under like a Gracie Academy. But, Beautiful, nice. So that's where I get some inside tips. Very cool. And shit. Yeah, but it's a good tip. So we're it's all about having good friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just having yeah. people in the. And keep get you to the next level and the yeah, next level course. and the next level. And one person, it's like um, it's like that saying of uh, you know, if 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 you're the smartest person in the room, you you're yeah, in the right, wrong room, right? Right. And you know, it's kind of, I mean, it 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 is kind of like what you've been doing is keeping yourself around people who are constantly challenging themselves. Yeah, I'm keeping. I'm I'm dumb. <laughs> all, my goal is to try to always stay dumb. Right, 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 be right. Smart, right never though. be the smartest person in the room. I want to be dumb. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's right. I just, I'm so shy sometimes. Like, I get so introverted. I just don't go to a lot of rooms. Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I got to put myself out there. I got to exactly. be willing to be bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, but that's it's, good. It is. It's interesting too because of the idea of dude. The mental in this industry is so crazy, man. Mm. But like. I perceive like sometimes like I won't I would be afraid to go train with other people right because and this is not I'm not trying to hype myself up really but like just people the way you talk about each other right like we're always like trying to be positive and shit Mm -hmm. um 
somebody might see me and be like, yo, man, we got to train together. Like, yo, man, yeah, no, your kicks are clean or something like that. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, thanks. But then I'm like, ah, oh, man, my kicks aren't like that clean. You know, like, especially if it's coming from someone who's like really fucking good, you know, yeah. like, that's like, I'm going to take, I've been done take one of those since I was six. And you, he's telling me, oh, man, you got good kicks, though. And he's like, let's train. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> we're going to go train. And he's going to be like, damn, I thought you were good at kicks. Right, you know? And right, I'll be right. like, no, man, I didn't say I was and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, would get, I get in my own head in that sense yeah. sometimes. And thankfully, I've been able to, like, push past that and just fucking, like, go do it and stuff. Like, I mean, that that's that's with, with any creative pursuit, yeah, any kind sure. of art. You, Imposter you, syndrome. You, exactly. Somebody tells you, like, oh, that was dope. And you're like... That wasn't that. Dope. I could do better. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. And that yeah, that that's something that you have to get over and you know, I think you have to be able to I I've pre I preach this shit all the time on this show all the time. And it's probably starting to get old for people. <laughs> but like I I feel like anybody who is I think if you're talented and you've put the work in and you've worked hard, I don't think that there's anything wrong with just saying like I'm good at this thing. And I'm tired, I'm so fucking sick and tired of society telling people that they need to, like, act as if they're not as good as they are at the thing that they worked really, really hard to be good at, you know? Like, it just it just bothers the shit out of me, like, because you can't, you're not as good, you're like, well, you need to pretend like you're not that good. It's like, no, I am that good. I'm that good. I don't want to put it in your face, but I'm that good. Like, why do I have to pretend like I'm not that good? Yeah, and you know, and I think some of the most of that that feeling comes from people who maybe aren't good at a lot right. of things. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. it becomes like, hey, hey, like you know, like chill, chill, chill. Mm-hmm. But at the same, but then I think that's a huge thing for me is like I I I kind of get like freaking out, freaked out about trying to be like considered cocky. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like just like I never want to be that dude, but I like, so I become like super like super like humble about it. Yeah. And I am. I'm t- I, like genuinely am like tr- You are. You really are. It, but But yeah, like it has been also in that regard like I've tried to be able to be like comfortable and being like, yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah. Like I'm I don't have to run around with a shirt saying like here's a list of things I'm better at, you know, or something, but Right. Just for my own confidence and just being like Hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm good at that. Like I can do yeah. that. You know. I mean that that's that's exactly the point. Is like it, it's a, it's about balance. You don't go around telling people I could kick your ass, but when it comes to something that you worked hard at, and and you you watch it back and you go that looked good, you shouldn't have to be like eh, it was all right. And it's like no, motherfucker, it was good. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I mean you know I just and I think it would do wonders for people for everyone's self confidence to. Just to say, like, I, I worked hard at this thing, and I deserve a little bit of credit. It doesn't make you arrogant. It doesn't make you a bad person. Like, you, you deserve the credit for it. You worked hard at it. Yeah, but what do we do with these participation trophies? <laughs> <laughs> dude, you shove them up your ass. Dude. I mean, I think there's, there's a little there's, – I think there's a tiny bit of good with the participation trophies. It's, it's l- nice to, to acknowledge – when people try yes right exactly an and attempt I, is something and, it's, and you at least got off your ass to try you can but <laughs> you can parlay that attempt at something mm-hmm. into trying even harder i think sure. the problem is if you if if all you're doing is giving those things out is you make it so that why should i try i'm right. gonna get one anyway. but yeah that's the thing is like maybe that participation trophy keeps somebody from trying harder to get the right right number one spot 
Right. But then, but but see, that's where what I'm talking about comes in because if there's the one kid who is you know is going to be like an all-American, he's playing Pop Warner, but you're like this kid's crushing it. Mm-hmm. That kid shouldn't have to go to Timmy who's overweight and his parents don't fucking you know, don't they don't help him and they don't just love like, him. They don't they don't love him and no, no, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Timmy, come on. Timmy's not real. I don't have to fucking act like Timmy's a real person. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is like this kid shouldn't have to pretend like he's not schooling the rest of these kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's messed up. I think it's messed up to bring his level of talent and self awareness and self confidence down to say, look, look. We know that you're better than everyone else, but you can't go around being better than everyone else. You know, you have to you have to kind of temper. It's like, no, fuck that. He is better. Put him up with the rest of the kids who will match his skill set. Let Bobby shine. Let Bobby shine. Yeah. And he shouldn't have to be fucking. Why? Why? Why should he have to be down here with the kids who are okay with the participation trophies? Let Timmy learn how to write. Timmy needs to fucking figure something else out. Yeah. Timmy needs to play the tube or some shit. That's going to, you know, satisfy Timmy's needs. or You know what I'm saying? Sure. I just, maybe I'm going off I think <laughs> I think you're a bully. That's what I think. I don't, I don't, I, you know what? You know what? It's fine. I'll keep my, I'll keep it to myself. Okay. Uh, your participation is noted. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> maybe I'm being a little mean. A little bit. Am I? No. Am no. I going too far? I don't think so. I think you just had a tirade, though. Sorry, yeah, you're you went right. on a rant. I feel like that was way much, like way shorter than anything I've said right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, God, shut the fuck up, Trash. Shut up. Oh and God, then, I can't as stop. I'm saying that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I mean, shut up. No, but even even that though, dude. Like the things that you've done, the things that you've accomplished. Like you should be super proud of those things. And there's no reason why. Like obviously, humility is an admirable trait in people because people. I mean, they like to know that you know you're good, but you also know like. You're self-aware. You're aware of your surroundings, and, and you're like, I could always be better. And it's nice to see somebody who's like, I'm good, but there's somebody better than me, and I could always be better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, there is a level that you've, got, you've gotten to that other people haven't. And there's nothing wrong with you saying, like, yeah, I climbed. You didn't climb. I climbed. I got here. You know, like, I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And, I, and it bothers well, me that because people make it seem like there's a problem with you looking down and going like, look, I got here. Like, you can try. You can get up here. But I'm here already. I climbed this. Specifically because it's not something that happened on accident. Right. You know, like, you he didn't stumble into something. And, you yeah. know, that, that's, that's why you can say something about if it. If you got lucky, if you won the lotto, it's like you didn't earn that money. Right. So it's, yeah. you can't brag about that money. That's true. I mean, because, you know, you're talking about that, too, about... Like, just the hard work. It's funny because sometimes people, we just get caught up. And I think that that's part of the reason why we get into that, those mindsets. Is we, we get caught up in ourselves. And mm. maybe we, like, even me, Mary, I could be talking about cooking. And I'm like, well, I could be a pretty good cook sometimes. But yeah. there might be seven other things that I'm, like, super, like, oh, I'm not that good at, right? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, those th- tend to come to the forefront. Mm. Yeah. So now here we got a bunch of people with that in their forefront. So they start looking at other people and being like, oh, you're just so cocky now, right? Right, right, and, right. I mean, even like in the industry, I've heard, I mean, I've heard it before, like to me, someone's talking, when we're talking, they'll be like, man, they're like, man, you know, you're doing really good. Things are good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what about you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like this. Like, man, cool. 
man, it's just crazy, man. Like you got it so you had it so easy, and I'm like, people say that to you? Yeah, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then like it's like, ah, oh, well, you had a team to like uh, train with mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> to work with and blah blah blah, and like you know, like it's just way easier, you know. Like I don't, you know, I gotta like, try to find people to train with and everything, and I'm like, I say, all right, you keep talking, I gotta be. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, all right. uh, I got a team and I'm able to like train consistently with them and that yeah for sure but also if we aren't all three of us or all four of us or all five of us growing together mm-hmm. in our own avenues then at some point we're going to plateau too you yeah know? for sure not only that there's so many more dynamics with the team mm-hmm. just personality wise right yeah and like if you're really trying to be a team like the communication aspect of inside of work but also outside of work especially when we were close friends as we are you know and then Mm -hmm. we're living together too and like all of those take into account like just that relationship that we build and not pissing someone off or if you're doing the right thing or then like you've got other people looking at you because you associate with the team and they're sitting there like oh the only you're only good enough to train with your own team right all this stuff and depending on your your team dynamic too maybe it's like you try to be loyal just with that team and try to only work to that team or mm-hmm. something you know or at least you know whatever kind of all have the same goal right so yeah. maybe it's like you got a path design or whatever when you're an individual you can go train with different teams you can go work whatever you want and not really have to worry necessarily or or like just even have that conversation mm-hmm. or of like bad energy like if some one of your teammates is working and you're not working you know mm-hmm. it's like you don't not that those are things. This is all just like hypotheticals. For sure, yeah. Like those are like different things about being a team. And regardless, even as a team, you can have a team and all just do really bad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's so, that, that's and, not necessarily a safety net. That's no, not like something that guarantees anything. Right. And so. like just even the training behind it, just because your team doesn't mean you train or put in the work either, right? Like it's right. just, it's still about how much you're going to put in. And mm-hmm. we were... <clears throat> putting in you know 6 a.m 7 a.m trainings training five hours six hours straight before you know going to work and doing some more and like yeah like so it's you know i don't know just that whole idea of kind of shunning away from being good or at least like showcasing it Mm -hmm. i think it's just all in perception and perspectives of that like how are you pushing that energy out like yeah i'm I'm good i'm confident i'm able to do this Mm mm-hmm that's fine, but are you running around being like, "Hey, did did you know I was good?" Because I'm good. <laughs> oh, you? Yeah, you're not good. Mm-hmm. But good luck, mm-hmm. you know. But if you know, you could be good and be like, "Yeah, I'm good." But man, like, just if you need help, let me know. Or right. like, keep going. Like, but you're good at what you do too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that that's that's what people want to see, and that's. I mean, that's what I want to see. That's that's you being aware of your abilities, but also being humble at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about balance. Yeah. This is the whole thing is all about balance. You right? Spare. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you this because I, uh, I, I just read this article earlier today, actually. And with the, with everything that's going on with like coronavirus and everything, um, what is that? What the fuck is wrong with? <laughs> what is that? Um, I I I, re- I read an article that said AMC is gonna have trouble coming back from all of this. Mm-hmm. Is is there a prevailing feeling as far as the industry is concerned that like 
things are going to be different. It's like we're going to have to do things differently, pay people differently, film things differently. Is there like a prevailing feeling of it's going to be different now? Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's all the time we have. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of like... Um, Kind of like everything else with the COVID. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, we just recently got like a document released. By the way, that was like a solid Billy D. Williams. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like everything else with the COVID. No, I didn't, that's totally what I was aiming for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, we got this document that was just released from like the Film Association or whatever. But I mean, like they. While this was happening, Australia was like still filming something, and they just changed like their whole setup really quick, just for this last little project that was happening mm-hmm. at the time, and everyone had to stay on location. So even though it was like just an hour outside the city, everyone like on the weekend would have to stay at the hotel. So they were like they quarantined the crew and stuff for like fourteen days before anything, mm-hmm. and then everyone could basically only go like to and from work. That's that they were trying to keep it that way. Like, don't go back home or anything. You got to stay with us until this is done. Yeah. And then they they changed how like they were shooting like like just coverage. They were just basically doing like two camera setups and stuff, and no shots with you know actors in it at the same time, kind of thing. And yeah. Some stuff like that. They were making adjustments, but since then, I guess they've come up with like a bunch of official documentation that they're like kind of trying to make the standard, and it's a lot of the same stuff. Like, wear a mask. Temperature checks, mm-hmm. like just uh, just tech. Uh, I think COVID checks in general, like mm-hmm. just COVID testing, mm-hmm. um, sanitizing the hands, keeping six you know six <coughs> feet apart when if possible. If you're doing stunts or something and you can't wear a mask, then as soon as like the scene's done, you put your mask on and yeah. step away. And I mean, it's kind of like uh, any regular industry, right? Like any regular job would be the same thing as like. Six feet if you can, masks, hand sanitizer, you know, just trying to be as careful as possible. Yeah. It's just interesting that an industry that seems so far outside the norm would still be like, yeah, I mean, we have these best practices. We need to follow these things as best as we can while still maneuvering around how we want to or how we usually do things. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes us like, like, might change like the amount of certain things you know like, yeah this big brawl scene is now going to be you know a one-on-one fight right and that's thing. that's a huge thing yeah. that's that's a huge thing that yeah. changes the story that changes what we're i mean it literally changes what we're watching yeah. i mean mm-hmm. even just restricting like cinematography because you're like if you're if you're really if like a director really wants to like be covid safe right and being like no actors like no two actors in one shot at the same time that's mm-hmm. not six feet you just think about the narrative you're telling, like cinematog, like cinematically, right? Like yeah. all your angles and stuff have to be really adjusted and different. Like now you got to find a whole new way, new style to film and trying your best to keep these guidelines in. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, just think about like the financial increase of, let's say, it's it's marriage story, and you've got mm-hmm. two characters who you want to have both of them having two monologues but you don't want them in the same room, right? You film one, then you film the other, then you've got to cut them in together. Do it in post. Right. I mean, I can only imagine how often people are just going to be like, well, we can knock it out with VFX. We can we can put it together. We don't need to have them together. 
it's just an interesting thing to see like how are these studios going to maneuver around these things yeah let's say this is something that lasts longer than we wanted to Too or maybe or maybe it becomes well yeah true yeah because <laughs> that's true i should say last longer than uh well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's already gone on too long. Is this I don't forever? Know. Man, what if it changes things forever? Just, Not just I mean, temporarily. I can't, even, I can't even like play with that thought just because I, I think it would be completely absurd if that's the case. Like yeah, when yeah. people talk about like the new normal and shit, I'm like, nah. Yeah. Like, yo, like I got very many like mixed reviews with this stuff, man. Yeah. Like, the whole COVID thing, I'm like I totally believe there's something to it. Absolutely. Yeah. As far as it being a sickness, totally. I think the numbers obviously are showcasing that. It's a little different. You're making the arg- and I'm sure people make the argument about like, oh, that's because what we did, like we kept the numbers mm-hmm. down. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah, for sure, but I think that the number of deaths wouldn't necessarily be a drastic increase. Like, sure, the number of infected, but I don't think the number of deaths would be that big of an increase. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no, I mean, the thing about it is there's no way to tell because we don't know anything. Right. You know, every every time there's a statistic that comes out, anytime that there's an expert that has something to say, it's always like, New research has shown us that blah blah blah. It's like we don't know fucking no. anything. And there's always about a rebuttal this. to every argument. Right. Well, I mean, like, look at the mask, right? It was don't wear a mask unless you're sick. Right. Then it was okay, you should wear a mask out in public. Okay. Everyone should wear a mask. Well, well, before that, when they said don't wear a mask, they were saying uh, don't wear a mask. It's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. That was the first thing that they were saying. It was like, yeah, oh, you don't want to wear. Ma- you literally don't want to fucking yeah. wear one. You just want to be away from people and give up every anything that you have. Then they were like, okay, maybe okay, we, should wear we one. maybe we have more masks than we thought. Sure, go ahead, you can <clears> use them. <throat> right. And then it was okay, only if you're helping somebody that's sick. Mm-hmm. And then it was okay. Now going out in public, like you should wear a mask wear out in public, mm-hmm. like just regularly. Okay. Then it was. Okay, so you don't need to wear the mask, but, you know, unless you're, like, I guess, like, have to be super close to be, I don't know, it started being, like, very, very specific. Yeah. Then I, there was the six feet thing. Then it was, like, we were talking about 13 feet and 10 feet. Mm-hmm. I was, like, you guys said that you did studies on six feet, and now you said you what, somehow your new studies have adjusted that humans have now gained increased sneezing abilities <laughs> and so six feet was only during the 1960s so, it's called evolution travis yeah so now we Read must increase it and it's actually double the distance and then yeah. can't touch anything we don't really know but now they've got enough to tell you all right so you probably won't get it from touching something right but now hey, they're like it doesn't live on surfaces as yeah. long as we thought then, it did like, i mean there's just weird things even with like hand sanitizers it's like okay hand sanitizer kills 99.9 percent of all germs yeah and they're like put hand sanitizer on but make sure you still wash your hands i'm like and we had a whole is, thing on here what about the that. fuck mm-hmm. is left like my hands are gone <laughs> what do you want to do? it doesn't stick to bones yeah it's like <laughs> yeah man once your fingers and then are melted like the, off. the last thing i heard again was you shouldn't wear masks because they're not because first off you're not educating people on how to put a mask on properly mm-hmm. no second off you're not explaining that without a filter you're you might be limiting the particles that are coming out at least to some degree but you absolutely are not stopping anything right i mean per the studies on the cdc and everything like you need a filtered mask of sorts Mm -hmm. so you got people that don't know how to wear them and then they're not it's not even the same thing so what is it it's just if anything it's just like a like i said it's helping slightly so Mm -hmm. i guess a little better help is better than none that's the argument sure yeah but also 
It's almost like a comfort thing. Just like for sure, tell yeah. people oh, yeah. wear masks so they can feel better about yeah. it. Like, I, that's why I wear it. It's a it gives me blanket. peace of mind. Yeah. I don't know the I, like you said. Every every time you turn on the news, it's some different thing that we should be doing. Yeah. Some dis- different number, and so I can't keep up with it. I just wear it because I'm like, it gives me peace of mind. Like yeah. at least I'm I mean, doing that one thing. I was tracking just the numbers in Atlanta, and it was like I was looking at the numbers, and they they look big, and then I was like, what the fuck is the population of Atlanta? Yeah. Like, oh, it's ten million. Wow. Okay, so. At that point, I think it was thirty-five thousand cases, and like, mm-hmm. it was like, how many is that? And I just, hmm. So it was like, point one five percent of the entire population. Yeah. Point mm-hmm. point less than one percent. Yeah. And then the deaths were obviously much less. And again, I'm not taking away anything that of those that happened. Like this isn't about like psh, whatever. Right. I'm just saying, is in just in the grand scheme of it, like the, the deadliness or whatever, I think was feared and now it's mm-hmm. just like okay it doesn't seem to be that bad right yeah and and then unfortunately we live in a time too where there's so much shit is questions as it as it is man it's you start seeing hearing things and the fact that people don't agree like even scientists are talking differently and you got doctors mm-hmm. saying this and this and this and that you're like wait how do what the fuck that's i mean that's that's the biggest problem yeah. it's like you just you don't we just don't know anything about it yeah really when you think about it Everyone's got a different fucking. Like, God damn it, man! Can we just come to an agreement on something? No, something. No, please. I agree to disagree. <laughs> I know. I know people who are full on like, you know, they probably didn't land on the moon, and it's like, no, 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 no. We can't go backwards on this. <laughs> we got to keep moving forward. We can't go backwards on. Keep this. moving forward. God damn it, man. Well, it ain't uh, about a hard to hit. <laughs> Oh, you get it. Keep moving forward. <laughs> How many times has somebody shared that? Like yep. it was the most inspirational thing they'd ever seen in a movie that's, ever. That's Billy D. Williams again, right? Yeah, that's his <laughs> perfect. Like keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> now I just imagine Billy D. Williams injected in the air. These movies. The Colt Forty Five. Can you beer. imagine him just getting smashed in the face in a boxing movie? <laughs> oh no! Oh. Ow. <laughs> Well. Just Jerry Curl juice flying everywhere. That's my baby maker. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. <clears throat> I don't know what you're going to talk on next, but <laughs> I was just going to say The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out. Yeah. In like, yeah. Well, like 12 days. Well, we can talk about that. Yeah. What, what, what were you going with? with? I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, this we could probably cut this part out, but I mean, we're at an hour. Yeah, I think we're good. Honestly. So I mean, I just like can we just keep talking and I wear this? We <laughs> yeah. throw everything else off. It's just, we could. We, I mean, yeah. I mean, we could just leave it. We're f- yeah. We're yeah. fine. This is its own unless you felt episode. like you wanted to kind of express something about what about you know everything that's going on. Uh, no, I think otherwise. I mean, we we hit an hour. That's a f- we're we're good. Yeah, yeah. I have the feeling that would happen too. Yeah, yeah. just start talking. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. What? All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, fuck it then. Okay. Yeah, you were playing. He's playing. He's doing the. He's playing. Replaying the remastered. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. I'll put it. He's playing. He is my what? He's replaying the remastered version. I just finished it actually yesterday. Nice, nice. I just have. Yeah. I had. I have um, left behind left. The DLC to, to replay. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck. The DLC. Yeah. This, guy. <laughs> this fucking That's cool. guy. I got something to play when I get uh, back. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I'm so fucking pumped. I know. I'm so, I've been waiting for a game to have like depth. Has it been spoiled for you yet? No. Okay. Good. 
Me neither. I'm so happy it hasn't because my, yeah. friend, my friends did a mocap for it. Oh, oh, that's very cool. cool. So, um, yeah, thankfully. Well, no, not just it. that, but you saw that that it leaked, right? Oh, did it? I'm mm-hmm. so mad. Yeah. So I haven't. I don't do much like research anymore on like video games and like the TV. I don't really watch like basic TV or anything. Like, mm-hmm. So anything that happens like that, someone would have to like send me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Um, All right, I'll send you some spoilers. <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm going to fuck your I'm shit gonna, up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck your shit you and up. I have no problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, try, I, uh, I, I almost stumbled into one. I kind of stumbled into one spoiler. Oh, man. So fucking people are fucking pieces of shit, man. They just, yeah. they, they, yeah, yeah. they want to ruin it for you. Yeah. They're like, come behind this door. It's all your wildest dreams, and you open it up, and it's like Han Solo died in Star Wars. Did I <laughs> did I ever tell you that's how I found out? Yeah, I think you told me. Fucking, I'll never forgive that dude. <laughs> I'll find his IP address. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right? Yeah. You know the drill. You've been on the show before. You know how this goes, but I'll give you a refresher. Six bottle caps is the rating. Uh-huh. <laughs> Six. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. Six mm-hmm. bottle caps is the rating. You know how we do. <clears throat> what were we drinking? Refresh my memory. Oh, I will. That is the Goose Island Beer Company Dank Detector IPA. Mm-hmm. So. I like chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good impression. Mm. What did you think? Good, sir. We'll start with you. Guest of the show. All right. I'd have to see. I'd give this, I'd give this a solid five out of six, being as I don't normally drink IPAs, and this one's fantastic. You know, I think that that's, I mean, that's a good starting off point. Yeah. I mean, we do that a lot with, like, uh, like sours and uh, gooses, things of that nature, where it's like, we don't really normally drink that. So if it surpasses that, like, we're like, fuck this, I don't want to drink any more of this. I think you got to kind of... Overrated a little bit. Five for Travis. Obi, what did you think? It's great. I, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. It's super smooth. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I highly recommend this bad boy. It is, it is dank, and I detect it. I'm going to give it a five as well. <laughs> I detect those danks. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tell me what you know. Fuck. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to back down. I was thinking four and a half. Sorry to, to break the combo. But that was a, that was my initial thought, okay. and I'm not going to back away from it. Um, Nobody, nobody's, nobody's making I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes you feel pressure when you hear other people's ratings. You're like, I want to be a part it's, of the – It's the, not your I fault. I want to be a part of the cool – It's not your fault. Don't Sorry, do this, you man. you didn't enjoy it as much as don't I did. Do it's this, not man. your fault. Anyway, thought it was delicious for all, for all the same reasons. I mean, we drink – obviously, we drink IPAs on here all the time. But, yeah, yeah. it was it – was, Way better than than it had any business being. Yeah. Good job, Goose Island. Um Kind of knocked it out of the park with that one. So. I think we got it. You think we got it? I think we got it. Thank you, Travis, for jumping on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Super proud of you. Good job. Yes. Thank you. And you should be proud of yourself. Very much. Hey. This has been the One Baron Podcast (laughs) for myself, Marco Dupa. Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Knowing Japanese grunt. <laughs> mm. uh, thank you guys for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh, drink delicious beer. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>